give us the noble and holy joy of this day. Grant, we pray, that your Church may in all things follow the teaching of those through whom she received the beginnings of right religion. Through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, God forever and ever. reading from the Acts of the Apostles. King Herod started persecuting certain members of the church. He beheaded James, the brother of John, and when he saw that this pleased the Jews, he decided to arrest Peter as well. This was during the days of unleavened bread, and he put Peter in prison, assigning four squads of four soldiers, each to guard him in turns. Herod meant to try Peter in public after the end of Passover week. All the time Peter was under God, the church prayed to God for him unremittingly. On the night before Herod was to try him, Peter was sleeping between two soldiers fastened with double chains while guards kept watch at the main entrance to the prison. Then, suddenly, the angel of the Lord stood there, and the cell was filled with light. He tapped Peter on the side and woke him. Get up, he said. Hurry. And the chains fell from his hands. The the angel then said, put on your belt and sandals. After he had done this, the angel said, wrap your cloak round you and follow me. Peter followed him, but had no idea that what the angel did was all happening in reality. He thought he was seeing a vision. They passed through two guards' posts, one after the other, and reached the iron gate leading to the city. This opened of its own record. They went through it and had walked the whole length of one street when suddenly the angel left him. It was only then that Peter came to himself. Now I know it's all true, he said. The Lord really did send his angel, and he saved me from Herod and from all that the Jewish people were so certain would happen to me. The word of the Lord.
St. Paul's letter to Timothy. My life is already being poured away as a libation, and the time has come for me to be gone. I have fought at God quite to the end. I have run the race to the finish. I have kept the faith. All there is to come now is the crown of righteousness reserved for me which the Lord, the righteous judge, will give to me on that day. And not only to me, but to all those who have longed for his appearing. The Lord stood by me and gave me power, so that through me the whole message might be proclaimed for all the pagans to hear. And so I was rescued from the lion's mouth, the Lord will rescue me from all evil attempts on me and bring me safely to his heavenly kingdom. To him be glory forever and ever. Amen. The word of the Lord.
The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. When Jesus came to the region of Caesarea Philippi, he put this question to his disciples. Who do people say the Son of Man is? And they said, Some say he is John the Baptist, some Elijah, and others Jeremiah or one of the prophets. But you, he said, who do you say I am? Then Simon Peter spoke up. You are the Christ, he said, the Son of the living God. Jesus replied, Simon, son of Jonah, you are a happy man, because it was not flesh and blood that revealed this to you, but my Father in heaven. So I now say to you, you are Peter, and on this rock I will build my church, and the gates of the underworld can never hold out against it. I will give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven. Whatever you bind on earth, shall be considered bound in heaven. Whatever you loose on earth shall be considered loosed in heaven. The Gospel of the Lord. Simon, you are Peter, and on this rock I will build my church. St. Peter's reaction to having his name changed to the Aramaic Cephas, or Peter as we translate it, or indeed upon being given a new job, is not recorded. Perhaps he didn't quite grasp the enormity of what Jesus had just said to him. However you translate this Aramaic word for rock, it seems clear that Peter, with his great statement of faith, was being entrusted with an enormous task to bring unity and leadership to Christ's church. It might seem strange to us that the Lord chose as his leader and rock someone who seemed to make a habit of getting things wrong, whose faith is weak one moment and sublime the next. He's frequently corrected and indeed will deny even knowing Jesus when the Lord was arrested, a future event that Jesus predicted. And yet, Jesus chose him to be the leader. St. Paul also changed his name, originally known as Saul a highly educated Pharisee with a strong and fiery personality who before his conversion threatened to slaughter the Lord's disciples and did his best to identify and round up Christians for persecution and execution. And yet, Jesus chose him to be the great missionary apostle, to be his chosen instrument to bring his name before Gentiles and kings. Although they have other feast days, we bring St. 
Peter and Paul together today as we remember and celebrate these two great apostles who guided the early church. Both were called by the Lord for the foundation and building up of his church. Both of them made the supreme sacrifice of their lives in the service of the gospel through their martyrdom in Rome. Two very different characters, and on the face of it, two people totally unsuited to the roles they undertook. Yet the Lord chose them, and they are in many ways two of our greatest saints. It's a strange world. There's one TV series that I like to try and watch, The Apprentice, and it annoys and fascinates me in equal measure. Would Lord Sugar have hired either of these characters? There's very little in their CVs that would suggest that they were suited to their new roles. And we have to be honest and ask ourselves, would they be the leaders we would have chosen? One who denies ever knowing Christ and messes up, the other the early church's great persecutor. And yet, and yet, our way of understanding things and people are different to God's. The Lord knows and can see what we are capable of when we allow him to work with us. A few verses on from our Gospel passage, we're told that St. Peter once again gets things wrong and Jesus says to him, Get behind me, because you're thinking as not as God thinks, but as humans do. And this is the point. We are tempted to conform to world ways, but Christ calls us to something higher and better. Together, the lives of Peter and Paul teach us what it is to be Christian. Both of them had weaknesses, both had failings. However, when they were filled with God's Spirit and when they learned to trust and believe in the presence and power of Christ crucified, they became the pillars of our church. We can identify with them. We too are weak, slow to grasp the message. We're slow to respond and as we know all too well, we're rather too quick to disown Christ in our own little ways each and every day. This is the church we belong to, a church of mercy because Christ himself welcomes us. Christ knows our limitations and yet he has faith in us. He loves us despite our weaknesses. But we also have to learn from the example of the great apostles. We must learn from our mistakes. We must allow God to fill and guide our lives. Peter and Paul became the great men they were because they recognized their weaknesses, but also because they recognized the power of God to change them and lead them to become the greatest of our apostles to serve him in bringing the kingdom of God to all people, which they did through their lives 
and ultimately through their deaths. May our response and recognition of God be worthy of their example. And let us always remember to look higher, aim higher, and allow God to guide and change us.
brothers and sisters, my sacrifice and yours may be acceptable to God, the Almighty Father. May the Lord accept the sacrifice of your hands for the praise and glory of his May the prayer of the Apostles, O Lord, accompany the sacrificial gift that we present to your name for consecration, and may their intercession make us devoted to you in celebration of the sacrifice. Through Christ our Lord. Amen. The Lord be with you. And with your spirit. Lift up your hearts. We lift them up to the Lord. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is right and just. It is truly right and just, our duty and our salvation, always and everywhere to give you thanks, Lord, Holy Father, almighty and eternal God. For by your providence, the blessed apostles Peter and Paul bring us joy. Peter, foremost in confessing the faith, Paul, its outstanding preacher. Peter, who established the early church from the remnant of Israel, Paul, master and teacher of the Gentiles that you call. And so, each in a different way, gathered together the one family of Christ, and revered together throughout the whole world, they share one martyr's crown. And therefore, with all the angels and saints, we praise you, as without end we acclaim. You are indeed holy, O Lord, and all you have created rightly gives you praise. For through your Son, our Lord Jesus Christ, by the power and working of the Holy Spirit, you give life to all things and make them holy, and you never cease to gather a people to yourself, so that from the rising of the sun to its setting, a pure sacrifice may be offered to your name. Therefore, O Lord, we humbly implore you, by the same Spirit, graciously make holy these gifts we have brought to you for consecration, that they may become the body and blood of your Son, our Lord Jesus Christ, at whose command we celebrate these mysteries. 
for on the night he was betrayed, he himself took bread, and giving you thanks, he said the blessing, broke the bread, and gave it to his disciples, saying, Take this, all of you, and eat of it, for this is my body, which will be given up for you. In a similar way, when supper was ended, he took the chalice, and giving you thanks, he said the blessing, and gave the chalice to his disciples, saying, Take this, all of you, and drink from it, for this is the chalice of my blood, the blood of the new and eternal covenant, which will be poured out for you and for many for the forgiveness of sins. Do this in memory of me. As we celebrate the memorial of the saving passion of your Son, his wondrous resurrection and ascension into heaven, and as we look forward to his second coming, we offer you in thanksgiving this holy and living sacrifice. Look, we pray, upon the oblation of your Church, and recognizing the sacrificial victim by whose death you will to reconcile us to yourself, Grant that we, who are nourished by the body and blood of your Son, and filled with his Holy Spirit, may become one body, one Spirit in Christ. May he make of us an eternal offering to you, so that we may obtain an inheritance with your elect, especially with the most blessed Virgin Mary, Mother of God, with blessed Joseph, her spouse, with your blessed apostles and glorious martyrs, with St. Peter and St. Paul, and with all the saints, on whose constant intercession in your presence we rely for unfailing help. May this sacrifice of our reconciliation, we pray, O Lord, advance the peace and salvation of all the world. Be pleased to confirm in faith and charity your pilgrim church on earth, with your servant Francis our Pope and Declan our Bishop, the order of bishops, all the clergy, and the entire people you have gained for your own. Listen graciously to the prayers of this family whom you have summoned before you. In your compassion, O merciful Father, gather to yourself all your children scattered throughout the world. To our departed brothers and sisters, and to all who are pleasing to you at their passing from this life, give kind admittance to your kingdom. There we hope to enjoy forever the fullness of your glory, through Christ our Lord, through whom you bestow on the world all that is good. Through him and with him and in him, O God, Almighty Father, in the unity of the Holy 
At the Saviour's command and formed by divine teaching, we dare to say, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Deliver us, Lord, we pray, from every evil. Graciously grant peace in our days, that by the help of your mercy we may be always free from sin and safe from all distress, as we await the blessed hope and the coming of our Saviour, Jesus Christ. Lord Jesus Christ, who said to your apostles, Peace I leave you, my peace I give you. Look not on our sins, but on the faith of your Church, and graciously grant her peace and unity in accordance with your will, who live and reign forever and ever. Amen. The peace of the Lord be with you always. Behold the Lamb of God. Behold him who takes away the sin of the world. Blessed are those called to the supper of the Lamb. Lord, I am not worthy to enter but only save her my soul shall The body of Christ. Amen. The blood of Christ.
Let us pray. Grant, O Lord, who have been renewed by this sacrament, so to live in the Church, that persevering in the breaking of the bread and in the teaching of the Apostles, we may be one heart and one soul made steadfast in your love, through Christ our Lord. The Lord be with you. May Almighty God bless you, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Go and announce the Gospel of the Lord. Thank you.